He launched his first company when he was 21, grew it until when he was about 25, sold it for a little about 113 grand uh, to, to his uh, basically business partner. He made about 30 grand off that when all was said and done because his partner went off and did something else. Additionally, after that, he then launched Science of Skill, which was really his first company. He scaled selling info products, grew that to about 2.2 million bucks in top line sales in 2016, taking about 15, 14 ish percent to the bottom line, about 330 grand. Got that, got folks to pay about 3x EBITDA, so about 1.2 or a little over a million bucks to buy that company, 90% of which was paid up front. He's now using the money he made from that acquisition to build Tech Emergency. The focus on the future of AI policy. This is episode 711. Coming up tomorrow morning, I interview Seymour and he breaks down how to use a distribution channel to get 200 customers paying 15,000 each per year. But first, here's today's episode. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Dan Fagella. He started a mixed martial arts gym when he was an undergrad and sold it after getting a UPenn graduate degree in cognitive science. He then turned his grad school thesis on skill development into an e-commerce business that grew for four years, reaching $2.2 million in top line sales and recently sold it for uh, for a hair over a million bucks, 90% paid up front. We'll dig into those details. He's now using these funds to grow techemergence.com in order to influence global AI policy for the better. Dan, are you ready to take us to the top? Oh man, I'm, I'm ready, Nathan. This is going to be great. It will be great. So take us back to undergrad. What was the mixed martial arts gym? Uh, were you, did you actually buy gyms or just a program or what? Yeah, man. I, um, well, I was, I was realizing that all the schools I was applying for, for, for grad school, I was studying skill development and goal setting science, uh, and psychology in undergrad. Uh, all the schools I was going to go to were going to be really expensive. Um, and all my friends were like, you know, delivering pizzas or, um, you know, making subway sandwiches or something uh, along those lines. And I just thought, man, that sounds horrible. So, uh, I really like fighting. I like competing nationally. I like training fighters for, for cage fights and, I just much rather use myself as a skill development guinea pig and teach fighting than I would deliver pizzas. So uh, I, I rolled out some mats in the back of a carpet store that I could get some space at and started teaching classes and, and making some money that did way. Did you get the space free or did you pay for it? Uh, I paid for the heating in the space when they weren't using the warehouse. Because you got it for free, right? I mean, what were you paying more, per month? More, more, more or less. I mean, I was probably paying a little bit more than it would have been, maybe like 300 bucks even in the, the highest heating costs winter months, which was probably more than it cost to heat the place, but still safer than, um, you know, an initial floor space that would have cost and me a couple how, grand. How did you make money on this thing? So what'd you do in a month? Yeah. Uh, well the jujitsu gym, when I started it, um, was like literally the most small business you've ever heard of. Cause I was 20 years old and I was just like, yeah, it's like a hundred bucks a month. And I would like, had like a, like a paper sheet of like remembering who to collect hundred dollars from. Um, but eventually we moved out of the carpet store, grew it to 4,500 square feet. By the way, I love that you in, are you in your robe right now? Yeah, yeah, I love this. He's in a, yeah. Dan's in his. If you're watching the YouTube version of the interview, he's in his purple robe, hanging out. It looks like in his kitchen right now. Okay, so I didn't, I didn't even realize there was a YouTube version of this. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be out there in the purple robe. Yeah, so it's great. I'm still the 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 uh, the venture out here in in the Bay Area is still uh, still remote. So in order to hit hit 80 hours a week of work, 
kind of hanging in the robe, cuts the mustard for me. So um, anyway, yeah, that, that business was a quarter million dollars a year when we sold it. That was like three, four years after starting How it. So my first, you? Uh, when I sold it or when I started? When you sold it. When I sold it, I was 25. Okay, so you're 21 when you started it, up to 25, right? Four years? Yep. yep. And, what and, and I was doing graduate school through all that and, and you know, focusing on other things, national competitions and whatnot. But yeah, that, uh, that was the time frame. And what was a trailing 12 months revenue right before you sold it? Uh, like two, um, 230 something thousand, uh, at point of sale. Now These that was people paying you hundred bucks a month for jujitsu classes. Actually, 157 per month was our, our membership for jujitsu and mixed martial arts. And we had some kids class at like 127 or something, you know, less expensive, but um, the core program was 157. And then the people who decided to do kind of competition classes, it was, I think 177. So that on recurring was, uh, the bulk of the business. And that's what paid for, you know, the Ivy leagues and helped me fund the e-commerce venture to get into AI. So, so what'd you, what'd you sell, what'd you sell that business for? Uh, that business was sold for a hair over a hundred thousand dollars, but with only 10% down in dough. Cause the guy who I sold it to is my right hand man. Um, so he was my, my purple belt. Um, so that was like a kind of owner financed, you know, enough down to do something with it and enough saved up to, to go somewhere and, and move to Boston. Um, but uh total sales price, I think like one thirteen or something. Okay. So it was 113 uh, grand. He paid you about 10,000, a hundred bucks, something like that up front. Yep. And 10,000 was the loan payment. Yeah. And then he paid you all. He, he, it's all paid off now. It's not all paid off now. Okay. So, um, that, that business ran for another two or three years. He ended up getting really involved, uh, with a church locally. Um, and, and those guys ended up, uh, kind of taking up more of his time. So how and much money did you actually, how much money did you actually get paid out of the 113 grand? Maybe 30 something, 30 something. Okay. So you took that 30 grand of cash and whatever you had saved up. Did you have savings at that time? Um, I had an IRA, which I emptied because I started it before I realized that my ambitions precluded, uh, savings and like the pettiness of savings. Um, and so, uh, I dumped the IRA and, and, uh, and I, I took those funds by the time I actually sold the gym, just, uh, I was actually making more per month online than I was in the Academy. So I knew I'd need to be location dependent. I knew I'd have to be in the Valley at some point. I knew I'd have to have my own cash and, and a good deal of it to start the business. I ultimately want to start um, so I was doing 20 grand a month, which was a couple grand more than the gym was doing selling when I what? sold the gym. So I selling what, uh, selling martial arts, instructional stuff online. So this is scienceofskill.com. Basically science of skill. Okay. Yep. Video, video courses, DVD courses and things like that in the, the self-defense space. Got Initially it. It, was, it was selling only my own competition highlights and seminars and stuff, but eventually we uh, had a whole bunch of other instructors uh, that were part of that company. What tool or piece of software did you use to actually manage like your e-commerce products? Yeah, uh, we actually went with Infusion all the way through. So I was with Infusionsoft with a martial arts gym to get it, you know, to a quarter million bucks, and then you know we got to shy of ten times that size with the e-commerce business all in Infusion. Now you you start to push the lip of Infusion when you're you know doing seven figures, um, like in terms of like send volumes and like some automations being annoying, but we stuck with infusion the whole way through. And so what did you do on 20 grand in sales top line on that? Obviously, yeah. I mean, oh, you man. probably had high margins, but what actually yeah, went great. in your pocket at the end? Yeah. So, uh, the first whole year I can talk in year increments. Okay, great. Um, cause, uh, so the first, the first year was like 29% margin and that was like, that was 
shy of $200,000 in terms of top line. So, uh, 29 or it might even been like 31, but it was way, way over 25% margin. Year two was like 26% margin. Year three was like 23% margin. So, so year one, you had 200 grand top line on scienceofskill.com teaching info product courses using Infusionsoft and selling yep. those to the masses, maybe some of your past students, right? Of the 200 grand, you took about 25 or 35 of it ish grand to the bottom line into your bank account. Yes. Um, and, and, uh, those kind of margins generally diminished as we went to then half a million bucks, a million bucks, uh, two million bucks, whatever. But, what um, but yeah, costs on that. Yeah. Okay. Over, over the longer haul, the biggest costs for us, uh, were on merchant processing cause we're selling a lot of low ticket stuff. So we're selling like our front end products a lot of time are like $9 things. So if you sell like $7,009 things, you're just getting dinged a gajillion times. It's customer acquisition. You're going to sell to them later. Yeah, but but it's like, a, you're it's, talking like a 3% processing fee, right? I mean, you're talking 20 cents per sale. Yeah. Then you got like refunds and chargeback rates and whatever else and, and things along those lines uh, that you got to kind of put up with as well. Um, advertising and affiliates were always kind of the bigger game. So email, uh, sponsored email messaging and also um, paying, uh, larger affiliates in the space were always our two major channels. And I like to spend half of my, uh, CLV on my acquisition, just because I learned that from software guys when I was CLV in Boston. That's customer lifetime value. Yeah. 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 Yep. CLV. And then, and then, uh, you know, CAC and these are all your, uh, you talk about this with plenty of your folks, but yeah. Um, so our, our CLV for our membership programs were like 110, 120 bucks. So we paid affiliates 50 or 60 bucks on a front end sale. Um, but we wouldn't make that money back sometimes for three or four months. Who was your so, biggest affiliate? Biggest affiliate of all time yep. was, uh, a site by the name of survival frog. So yep. you've actually talked to, uh, Byron, I did. Um, Byron's a nice guy. Byron actually believed in us when I was like, he's been in the game for way longer than me. Um, but he, he believed in us when I had like no other affiliate partners, he just promoted our stuff with his huge, huge, huge list. Like and it did really how, well. How for much him. in total sales would you say he drove okay. over, over the life? Like he over the, over the life. I don't know. I'd say, I'd say it's, it's more than safe to say six figures. I can tell you this much. Um, his emails in general for affiliate stuff would generally drive between like six and 12 grand of payout to him. Got it. So it was driving you yeah. 24, 40, you know, 24 to 30 grand in top line sales. Were you paying him 50%? Uh, well, I was paying him actually upfront. So we, we paid at acquisition. This is one of the ways we grew the business was by knowing our numbers well enough to know what we could buffer. So how many sales can we acquire without hitting the red? Cause we would pay out on day one, which is a big faith move, Nathan, you know, cause you're kind of counting on this guy, not driving fake sales. We actually did have that happen a couple of times, terrible, terrible times. But, um, yes, yeah, so we pay 50 bucks up front for every single front end sale. We'd have to pay for the shipping and packaging and all that stuff. And then we'd have to count on three, four months later, uh, getting ourselves past breaking guys. If you want more details on Byron's business survival, survival frog, I had him on back in episode 395. They did $4.7 million in revenue in 2015 with a 25% gross margin and a 10% uh, net margin. So NathanLacka.com forward slash the top three, nine, five to check that out. Byron, you mentioned that you would pay to get uh pay. Uh, you said you had affiliates and then you also would do paid email sends. Where did you Where? go to find like people willing to let you pay to go to their list? Was there like a site for this, a marketplace? Actually, um, there are agencies. So, uh, uh, there are 
there's a, there's a whole bunch of agencies selling into sort of the outdoor sports sort of market and also kind of the conservative political market. So you can find folks that uh, their whole life is finding big blogs, big Facebook pages, big email lists and saying, hey, look, I'm going to sell exposure you know, for X amount of dollars. I'm going to take whatever, 25, 30 percent of, of find, the cost. Where can, who, what agency did you use? Uh, there's an agency called Email Abilities. Dot com. Uh, run, yeah, emailabilities.com, uh, or you can Google email abilities. The guy that runs its name is Scott. I sold a business three months ago, and now I can't remember the guy's name, and I feel terrible about that. That's okay. Uh, we'll um, look it up and link to it. Yeah, email abilities is one great example of an agency. But to be honest, Nathan, a lot of the time, I went onesie-twosie to blogs that I thought had a following that were kind of interested, potentially interested in our stuff. And I'd say, hey, um, you know, we'd be interested in being able to pay to send one of our videos or a blog post or you know, an offer or something to your folks. Um, you know, what's your email list size? Let's catch up on the phone. Their, so natural, their natural instinct is to say, leave me alone. You're a spammer. So how do you get past that barrier? Their natural kind of hesitancy. Yeah. Well, you know, he, here's kind of the, the, the easy slide on that is finding people who are clearly already doing advertising of some kind. So you if you've already people? got a ban, if you've got a banner somewhere, so, um, sites like there's something called like sites like or something.com where you put in a, a blog. Maybe it's, you know, for us, I, I've never owned a firearm in my life, but for some reason, the firearms market just, they bought our stuff. They bought our stuff hot. They bought our stuff heavy. They took the upsells. I can't tell you, but I was interested in getting an exit. So we sold to that market. So I would find firearms blogs and forums. Actually, forums are quite interesting for us. Pop it into like siteslike.com, grab 20 URLs and just kind of see. And actually, it wasn't me that was doing this. It was Greg. But Greg would see kind of who's got banners. Who's Greg? Anybody? Greg was one of our employees uh, okay. who, who worked remote. He was like, like a contractor, college kid, working 20 hours a week. And he would put in all the URLs uh, that had banners and then find the email address of the guys that were running those blogs and then send out a templated message. And then whatever responses we got back, it's kind of like like you're already accepting money for advertising. I'm not the first guy to ask you. I um, mean, I could probably actually pay you more than those guys are paying. Let's just chat. And that's actually quite an easy introduction. Interesting. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. So, so then fast forward, what year did you sell that company in? This year. So okay, this year. So early 2017. February. Yeah. February. And what'd you sell it for? A hair over a million dollars. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. And yep. how are they valuing the company? They're valuing the company as a multiple of net. So uh, the the multiple of net for us was like around 3x uh, in terms of bottom line. So uh, I think, you know, 330 something. Uh, in terms of net at the end of 2016 was multiplied by three and we brought ourselves to a little bit over a million dollars adding, well, uh, adding in inventory, which is another maybe 12, 13 grand. So that had to be paid for separately. Um, and so that was sort of, a, Dan, if you said three thirty was going to the bottom line, 330,000 bucks. And you said earlier you had about 25% net margins. It means you were doing you know, about 1.2 million top line on three thirty mm -hmm. bottom less way way less than uh way less than 25% in 2016. So, uh 2016 we did 22 two, uh gross total gross sales to the top line uh so you with 10% to the bottom line, something like that. 
Uh, better than 10. So if you do the math on that, uh, it's maybe close. Yeah, something something along those lines. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're probably better at math than I am. Um, and that doesn't factor in my salary, right? I forget what I paid myself, 120 grand that year or something like that. So it's, it's not like I was broke other that than was that. Included, that was included in the bottom line or you'd already paid no, it no, out No, 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 no. That, that was paid out to me. So I, I had my own six-figure salary and that was the stuff kind of kicking around at the bottom. So if you want to do EBITDA, we're looking at a much bigger number. Um, yeah. But but in terms of um, in terms of net, like if you just look at our QuickBooks account, you're looking at like a third of a million bucks. Yeah. You multiply that by three, you add an inventory. We're looking at a little bit over a million dollars, um, and that was the valuation. These these sort of digital publishing businesses, as I had to learn the hard way, don't get huge multiples. My goal, Nathan, was That's a pretty good Matt. multiple, though. I mean, most of these companies that I see in the in the info product space, they would be lucky to get a one x multiple on eBay. Yeah, they, well, it's because most internet marketers are, are are not building companies, and and you know this, Nathan, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a completely different mindset from I'm going to sell stuff from a blog and an email list, and 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 folks who are trying to build companies. So for me, I, I know what my ultimate goals are. Uh, those are going to require uh, significant resources. Uh, a private group of two buyers in Ohio, the Cleveland area, uh, who previously ran a couple SaaS businesses selling into the government. So they sell time tracking software to the government. Um, they like recurring revenue, but What's they want to move name, into the time tracking one. I don't know. Um, I'm going to ask you about that after this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, I'm, I'm, fine to, I'm fine to zing that along to you. But anyway, they were interested in recurring revenue uh, businesses. And they were looking to go into the consumer space. One of them happens to train a little bit of MMA. He saw our growth. We, we should this year be in the Inc. 500 uh, for 2016's numbers. So we're a little bit over a thousand percent growth rate over the course of the last three years. Of the company. So why'd you sell it? Uh, because I, I have significantly bigger and better things to do with my life. So uh, growing an internet marketing business uh, has never been sort of a, a core life objective. My core life objective um, is around. Uh, sort of the global conversation around what's after people. So uh, neuroscience and artificial intelligence and the stuff that I think within our lifetime, Nathan, will kind of tinker us beyond uh, sentience and intelligence as we know it today into something kind of post-human. Uh, I don't think that's going to be in the next two years or anything. I just think within my lifetime. And so Dan, influencing this is, that. This is tech, just to be able to have a reference, this is techemergence.com, correct? Yeah, yeah. So tech emergence focuses much more on the business applications of AI, but uh, the, the purpose of tech emergence for sure is to facilitate the conversation around the applications and implications of artificial intelligence, uh, which which is coherent to the, the grand purpose, which is the only thing that I, I actually focus on sort of every day of my life. And is this just a kind of a, a thought experiment for you or is this something you're making money from? Tech emergence does not make money, which is why I needed to build another company. So science of skill, you know, Cool Inc. 500, cool couple million dollars, whatever. But I'm doing that at the same time. The, all four years I was running that, I was also giving TED Talks, speaking at universities, writing posts for TechCrunch. So, Dan, what are you building? We're running out of time. What are you building now to a market, make money? A market research firm in the artificial intelligence space. So, the, the, the goal link? is kind of, are you techemergence.com, man? I put it in the little oh, no, 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 interview. I just asked you, is techemergence.com how you're making money? And you said no. Yeah. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Where's the link? I asked you, or I just asked you about a minute ago, is techemergence.com how you're making money? And oh, you no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I sold science of skills so that we could fund its growth. Are you asking what the eventual business what, model yeah, will be? Yeah, so I'm asking you now, how are you generating, like, what business are you building now? What's the... Yeah, so tech emergence will make money for uh, primarily through advertising exposure for vendors in the AI space to buyers and IT procurement folks in the AI space. Right now, the, the goal is... Uh, scaling organic traffic, but the eventual objective is a marketplace uh, to make money that way. But we've got two years of burn if I keep it where we're at uh, to get there. That's great. What is burn right now monthly? 
20 or a little bit higher. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere, your website's growing so fast, how'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator, I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator, and the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use, because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin, and guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45 day money back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Awesome. All right, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Dan, number one, what's your yeah. favorite business book? Uh, I don't really have a favorite business book. I like Plutarch's lives, particularly that of Mark Anthony, though. Number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Uh, no, I read a lot of biographies. Uh, um, I don't have the, you read. Uh, the last bio I read was Marcus Aurelius. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like HostGator? Man, you know, um, I like Asana a ton and I've, I've built the last two businesses with it. I'm in love with it. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Six and a half, seven and a half. So I'm you're lucky. still in your robe, so you've got it's gotta be a lot, right? No, it's not it's not <laughs> as much as you think. And what's your current situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Uh married, but no, no, no uh kids as of now, but married, married no guy. Kiddos. All right, and how old are you? Twenty nine. All right, take us back nine years, Dan. What do you wish your twenty year old self knew? I wish my twenty year old self knew, like yourself, Nathan, I come from a, a really obscure, random small town. Um, I wish my twenty year old self knew that sort of uh dealing with the existential human condition could be done not just via kind of making meaning of my own life, but through contributing to a, a much grander moral good. So it would have sort of lifted my sails to sort of a, a higher purpose than simply uh, enjoyment and processing of meaning into sort of contributing of that meaning at, at a, a much earlier age, which I think would have involved not becoming a martial arts national champion, but probably getting uh, into tech and, and business a little bit earlier on. So if I could turn back the clock, that'd be it. There you guys have it from Dan Fagelli, who would have gotten into tech and business earlier. Again, he launched his first company when he was 21, grew it until when he was about 25, sold it for a little about 113 grand uh, to, to his uh, basically business partner. He made about 30 grand off that when all was said and done because his partner went off and did something else. Additionally, after that, he then launched Science of Scale, which was really his first company. He scaled selling info products, grew that to about 2.2 million bucks in top line sales in 2016, taking about 15, 14-ish percent to the bottom line, about 330 grand. Got that, got folks to pay about 3x EBITDA, so about 1.2 or a little over a million bucks to buy that company, 90% of which was paid up front. He's now using the money he made from that acquisition to build tech emergency com to focus on the future of AI policy. Dan, thank you for taking us to the top. Nathan, glad to be here, man. If you enjoyed Daniel today, go back and listen to Alan yesterday. They've just raised $20 million and he breaks down how he's going to use that cash to scale.